What's up, everybody? It's Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office desk, like always. Uh, it's a beautiful Central Oregon evening. Um, thought I'd burn out a couple of these. I really appreciate everyone uh, listening, following along, um, the likes, the shares, all that stuff. Thank you. Um, all the Patreon support. If you'd like to donate, you can head over to Patreon um, and donate, you know, whatever dollar it's all it's great i appreciate every every single bit of it all of the um sponsorships and support um scout owners of the world page on uh, on facebook the um you know the guys over at loctite appreciate that very much sog knives all you guys um everything's super cool um appreciate it appreciate it a lot so um just going to keep cranking these things out and hopefully helping the uh, community. So um, today's episode of my <laughs> spastic ranting um, is going to be about, um, I'm going to call this one the, um, let me call it, call this on the uh, ultimate 800 Um I guess you could apply it to an 82, but uh, Scout 800s have kind of the, they're a little bit more polished and refined over the 80s, and um, so we're going to delve into what Dan would consider the ultimate Scout 800 build, if I was to build it for myself. Um, I know everyone's got different tastes and everyone has different um, thoughts on what they want and what they don't want. I'm going to build what I want, and then hopefully you guys can take something away from that. So, first of all, we're going to start with an 800 that is not rusted to shit. Um, I'm going to try and find an 800 that's in good shape. Um, I kind of like the uh, 66 to 68s um, because they still have the... Um, 80 style headlight rings and a little more simple grill. Um, I, I don't know. I just like the smaller, the smaller lenses on the lights and stuff. Uh, it's just a little, it's still their own style. You know, you see the, the 69 to 71s and they've got like scout two, uh, turn signals or pickup turn signals. And you know, I, I don't know. And they've got the chrome bezels or the black headlight bezels. And I don't, I don't know. It's just not for me. I like the earlier 80 style. Um, so start with one of those. If you can't get one of those, well, then you're going to have to do a lot of rust repair to get started. Um, so then we'll start with powertrain. If I was building one, and I know me, and I have kind of a budget. Uh, this is not a spare no expense build uh, because I have to spare an expense. <laughs> Trust me, I don't have any money to just fantasy build. So um, I would probably go with a 4.3 uh, Chevy um, just because they're cheap. You can get a 4.3 for... 
just about nothing. And then you get the 700 R4 automatic transmission and, you know, you can mate a Dana 300 to that, which is where we're going. And, um, you know, it's just a great, great platform. Um, they make good power. They're very light. They're very reliable. They're very cheap. And, um, you know, it just makes sense to go that route. So, um, if I had to go another route, maybe a little bit more expensive, I would do the Mercedes, uh, five cylinder diesel from the early, like 300 D cars, uh, and then adapt it to the Toyota five speed and run a Toyota transfer case. Um, that would be option B. That's also pretty reasonably priced. Um, but not quite as readily available. But uh, yeah, um, if you were going for super mileage, that's what uh, I would recommend there. And if you got, you know, money's no object, then you get the uh, 2.8 liter Cummins. But anyways, uh, I'd go 4.3, uh, 700 R4. with the, I'd adapt a Dana 300. So there's a little bit of cost there. But now you've got a fuel-injected V6. It's very light fits the engine compartment. Even if you have a four-cylinder 800, still fits, uh, and it fits well. And that's actually what I would like to start with. I like the four-cylinder um, 800 layout uh, because there's the space behind the grill but in front of the radiator. Um, I think that makes for better weight distribution. Um, I like that the, the winch can be hidden behind the grill. You don't even see it. Um, that's a nice feature that I like. So the four cylinder, four cylinder, 800, 700 R4, four, three motor. And that's, you know, from any eighties to nineties, um, blazer, Astro van, S10, whatever, they all had them. Uh, so you go that route and then, um, as far as since they're fuel injected, you can run the dual tanks, but it's kind of a pain in the butt to transfer fuel, uh, you know, to have your pickup and your return transfer to the dual tanks. So I would um, probably fab up a center mounted tank, uh, frame rail tank, goes back kind of towards the back, similar to a Scout 2. Um, just be like a 20, 25 gallon maybe. Um, be super simple. Just go back there. You'd have to notch the frame a little bit for the filler neck, uh, but it would be worth it for the convenience of having that that tank. Um, and then uh, suspension, a um, couple of options. I really like the 52-inch Chevy leaf springs. They're the rear leaf springs out of half-ton pickups. Um, 52 inches. There's some 56s out there. But they have an offset center pin. Um, you can still work with that, but you have to have like offset shackle or offset um, spring perches and stuff. So I like the 52s. They're very soft. They ride well, readily available, very durable. Um, and so use those. Um, of course, yeah, you've got to cut the bracket, cut the hangers off the frame, get new hangers for the two and a half inch wide springs. Because Chevy springs are two and a half inches wide. Um, so yeah, I would run those springs. Uh, Bilstein shocks, uh, if you're staying on a budget. I know they're they're not budget shocks. They're 80 bucks a piece. But they are 
very good for their $80 a piece. Um, run that. And then, uh, you know, some decent shackles, new bushings, of course, new hardware. Um, axles, probably going to go sprung over. Uh, Scout 2, rear end, just because I have a pile of them. Um, and with the overdrive automatic, I would probably gear about four tens because I would be planning on running 33 inch tires, uh, at least 33 inch tires. Um, say in the front, I would have a Chevy full size Chevy, uh, sprung over housing, of course, uh, narrowed down to scout two sized. And then, um, once that's taken care of then you know you set your caster and your pinion angle and all that uh so i'd have 44s front and rear and you're like oh dan aren't 44s kind of light i'm not building a hardcore wheeler i'm building a rig that works everywhere per se um you know it's not going to be the best wheeler and it's not going to be the best highway cruiser uh it's not going to be the best saturday night date machine but um it's going to do a lot of things. So I'm thinking, you know, 44s, some chromoly axle shafts, um, four-wheel disc brakes, um, you know, 410 gears because you'll have the overdrive automatic, or I will have it because <laughs> this is my build. Um, you know, of course, now we talk about disc brakes. Uh, I would update to Hydro Boost um, just for better braking. Uh, and then you don't have to worry about vacuum, the vacuum booster. And you'll have power steering, of course. That's a must-have on the 800s. Um, and then because you're using Chevy drivetrain, you will have the power steering pump and all that stuff ready to go. So you can get the Astrovan um, HydroBoost setup. Works well. You know, a lot of these things, if you were to do this, if I was to do this, I would end up buying a whole truck. I would buy you know, the, um, the S10 blazer and just take it all. And then, uh, you know, take the parts that I needed from there versus trying to buy them all individually. But, uh, yeah. So you got 44s, you got decent shafts, you got four wheel disc brakes, um, 410 gears. You got your Dana 300, which is pretty durable. It's got good gears. Uh, it's good on the highway. Um, you know, it's all those things. So, um, you know, I mentioned power steering being the four cylinder, the frame, the, um, power steering boxes on the inside of the frame rail and it swings backwards. So you need like a Ford, like F two fifty, uh, late seventies Ford box. I believe they, um, swing backwards. At least that's what I used on my 63. Um, so use that. And then, you know, the, um, GM power steering pump, the steering column, you have to cut, put the Borgeson joint in, um, you know, but you're going to want to do that anyways, because it's a nice update. Um, so now you got power steering, four wheel disc brakes, power disc brakes. So the thing will stop very well. Um, so, you know, other updates definitely run the aluminum radiator, uh, run a huge transmission cooler, um, you know, you don't want to overheat that automatic. Um, and then, you know, steel braided brake lines, that kind of stuff. Just there, 
little things like that are a little more expensive, but the benefits are just so much more, more, um, worth it. Uh, as far as moving inside, uh, the entire tub would be spray lined and, um, Raptor just to, for sound deadening and heat and ease of rust proofing. And then I would have a, uh, I'd have a carpet kit just to help calm down the noise, you know, dynamat, dynamat what I could, um, same with the inside of the doors, they'd all get dynamat, um, the top, definitely dynamat the whole top, uh, and then some sort of headliner for it just to class it up a little bit. Um, I probably wouldn't take the top off once it was installed. Um, I just know how much of a pain it is. They start leaking. They, um, they don't seal up well after you take them on and off a couple of times. Um, uh, and I don't have that many friends to help me take them on and off. So I probably, once I put it on, I would leave it on and I would be okay because the truck would have air conditioning, um, air conditioning and good heater and, and it would be comfortable, uh, you know, decent roll cage. I would have a six point cage, um, with shoulder seat belts and, you know, um, that kind of thing. Probably not have a back seat because I don't have kids. Uh, Josie doesn't have kids. Our dogs can ride back there and, you know, I don't want them jumping over a seat. So there would be no back seat. But I like the security of the full length travel top um, because, you know, the I would make it lockable. Um, so, you know, those little things, um, they go a long ways. Having a locking T-handle, having... You know, the medicine cabinets that we sell, I definitely have a couple of them installed um, just to hide the chemicals and, and things I want to keep out of sight, tools and stuff like that. You can just put them out of the way and then, um, you know, know that they're safe. Um, but, you know, gauges, the factory gauges I'm kind of in love with um, and they can work really well if when you do a good rewire uh, I would recommend a rewire. Um, just again, these early scouts, they don't have fuse panels. They've got like five inline fuses and a circuit breaker. Like that stuff is, you're just asking for trouble in a 50, 60 year old truck. Um, so of course it gets a rewire and in the rewire, you can clean up the gauges, make them function better and then use the stock gauges. I mean, really they're good. They, they work. You don't need like up to the second accuracy. Um, you know, if it's if the oil pressure gauge is in the middle, you're fine. If the temperature gauge is somewhere between quarter and middle, you're fine. Um, you know, it's it's not rocket science. You don't need to monitor it that crazy close. Um, you know, because normally by the time the motor starts making noise or something else, it's already done. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, update the interior, like I said, um, air conditioning, make sure the heater worked extra good. Um, defroster works well, make sure the windows rolled up and down good. A lot of that stuff is just maintenance -y type, you know, weekend chores that take it apart, tighten it up, grease it, grease it up and put it back together. Um, you know, it's not, it doesn't cost anything to do that sort of stuff. So I would definitely go through all that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, just clean up the interior, probably put a, a center console. I would put the stereo in the console. Um, 
just again for durability and, and security. Uh, I, I want the rig to be drivable anywhere, but I also don't want to worry about it anywhere. Um, you know, I've had rigs break down on the trail and I've had to walk out, you know, and I've worried, you know, somebody's going to steal my toolbox or do this or light it on fire or whatever. And I've always come back to them and they've been fine. But, um, you know, I'd hate to have somebody, um, you know, get the wrong idea and try and break into the truck and steal something. So, um, utilitarian is, is kind of the term I like, but I like utilitarian with a little bit of comfort. I just like shit that works. I don't like shit that rattles unnecessarily. Um, you know, of course I would do, uh, electric wiper upgrade while I was doing the rewire. Um, I would, I don't think I do led lights. I would do interior, um, courtesy lights and, and dome light, things like that. Um, but, uh, I probably wouldn't do like led exteriors. Uh, I just don't, I don't know, maybe headlights, but everything else would be normal incandescent bulbs. Um, as far as paint goes, I probably paint it like a single stage basic color. Um, I kind of like the desert tan. Uh, there's some muted. I do like a muted uh, Omaha orange, maybe. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, white top, of course. Scouts, I, in my opinion, scouts should only have white tops. Um, it's just it's just classic. Um, as far as bumpers go, heavy duty bumpers, front and rear. I'd have a tire carrier on the back, uh, high lift jack. If you listen to my recovery podcast, you know, there's a certain amount of things that I just require carry off road, you know, high lift jack, shovel, axe, spare tire, um, you know, those things. Uh, so those would go on the back bumper. Your front bumper would just be a bumper because the winch would be behind the grill in its own cradle. Uh, and then, um, you know, I would probably, um, gosh, I don't know. I might have onboard air. I, I don't know. That I might, you know, I don't know if I want to carry the extra weight around. Uh, I would definitely run an AGM battery, not an Optima, but something else, um, something good, Dika or something like that. Um, I'd probably update my uh, drive shafts and U joints to 1350s instead of 1310s, uh, just for a little bit more strength and durability and long-term longevity. Um, you know, the 1310s would last, but 1350s would last longer. So I kind of err on that side for sure. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, just updates where I could improvements where I could, um, I don't know if I'd have a CB. I'd probably have a CB if I went wheeling with other guys uh, or other people um, just so that you can communicate between the vehicles. But in my daily use, I don't know what a, a good a CB would do. Um, I don't know. That one, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I'm on the fence on the CB. But yeah. Um, gosh, I think that's about it, really. Um Medicine cabinets for sure. I wouldn't do, I probably wouldn't do our long leaf kit on that one just because it's expensive. <laughs> it's like two grand for that kit. And, uh, you know, it works well. 
Uh, and it's, it's definitely uh, a lot less fabrication work for your average guy, but, um, it's expensive. I, I don't know. We've done enough 800s with the 52s and, and whatnot that I feel com comfortable and confident doing that uh, on my own truck. But, uh, you know, the, the long leaf kit is out there for the guys that, um, are not fabricators, but anyway, um, yeah, I just feel like, uh, that's, that hits the, the high points, you know, 33s, decent wheels, long leaf kit, uh, long leaf. I would take out uh, a few of the leaf springs. I probably only have like the main leaf and one or two other leaves just so the springs were as flat as possible. Um, cause flat springs are soft springs. And then, you know, I probably have some good bump stops, uh, and then a limit strap. I would, I would strap the axles just because too much droop is hard on uh, brake lines and shocks and U-joints and drive shafts, that sort of thing. You can, you can over-travel that stuff, and some guys don't think about it and then wonder why they're constantly wearing stuff out or breaking things. So I would strap the axles to a reasonable amount of travel. Um, and then, yeah, long, long shocks, Bilsteins or something. Um, yeah, man, that's about it off the top of my head. I just kind of built that out of my butt right now. So I'm sure I'll think of other things when I'm laying in bed tonight, but for the, um, majority of what I would do, that's, that's where I'm at. You know, um, like I said, a lot of the stock stuff is good. The gauges and whatnot. I, I enjoy, I like the low back bucket seats. Um, some guys are not into that, but i I don't mind the low back buckets. Just get them recovered or upholstered nice, and uh, you know they're all right. I I don't mind them, um, but I have a higher threshold for um, that kind of stuff than some people. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. Gosh, I can't think of anything else. I think that about would do it for me. So yeah, if I ever get the opportunity to build my own 800 and not sell it before. I'm done, which seems to happen to every project I have. Um, that's about how it would go, I think. Um, so, anyway, well, uh, that about does it then. I'm uh, I'm out of I'm out of material on this topic. So, uh, until next time, I guess. Uh, this is Dan from Binder Boneyard. <laughs>